don't yeah. they? Well, yeah, but that's um, but no one's no one's going to be recording us, Barry. And <laughs> if they were, we'd be in jail already, wouldn't yeah. we? <laughs> yes. Uh, so it's hard to say in the future. But, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you all very much. Have a good day. That's Stuart Allcroft, Chairman of City Trust, Nissan Dialdi, Chief Investment Officer at Mandarin Capital, and our international economics correspondent over in Washington D.C. Barry Woods. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK. Radio 3. Final look at the markets for this morning. Over in Australia, the SX200 is up about 1.1%. The Nikkei 225 in Japan also rising about 1%. The Cosby in South Korea has rallied about a third of a percent. Uh, looks like the Hang Seng is going to open flat uh, shortly after 9.30. In the commodities markets, uh, Brent crude oil is trading at $44.08 a barrel. Gold is at $1,879 an ounce. That's it for me this morning. Do please tune in again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. Stay tuned for back chats coming up in just one moment. The weather forecast mainly fine, dry during the day. Maximum temperature is going to be about 26 degrees. And the outlook is for it to be fine and dry tomorrow, slightly cooler in the morning and at night. And then it will become cloudy on Friday. And there will be one or two rain patches over the weekend. The temperature right now, 22 degrees, 64% relative humidity. 8.31 and a half. Samantha Butler has the half-hour news. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung says he believes media reports that Beijing may interpret and deliver a ruling today on the basic law, following rumours it wants to oust at least four pro-democracy lawmakers. It would be the second interpretation since 2016. The rest of the pan-democrats in LegCo have vowed to resign en masse if any of them are unseated. Mr Chung from the pro-government Liberal Party said it would be unhealthy for Hong Kong to have no opposition voices in LegCo. That happened, and all the pandemic members are going to have a collective resign. That is not healthy to the Hong Kong electoral at all. I mean, everywhere in the world, the parliament always have opposition's voices. If they all leave, I don't know what will happen to Hong Kong. That may alert, for example, the American third world country to have additional eyes on Hong Kong. Joe Biden, the man elected to be the next president of the United States, says nothing can stop the transfer of power. A week after Americans voted, Mr Biden has been continuing to build his administration. He said President Trump's refusal to concede defeat was an embarrassment that would reflect poorly on his legacy. We are already beginning the transition. We're well underway. And uh, the ability for the administration in any way by failure to recognize this our win does not change the dynamic at all in what we're able to do. We're going to be going, moving along in a consistent manner, putting together our administration, the White House, and nothing's going to stop that. Mr Biden's comments came amidst continuing assertions by President Trump without providing any evidence that last week's vote was marred by fraud. A state of danger is now in force in Hungary as the government tries to rein in the spread of the coronavirus. A nighttime curfew is in effect. Prime Minister Viktor Orban has said the health system risks being overrun if the infection rate remains high. Here's the BBC's Nick Thorpe. The streets of Budapest were packed on Tuesday evening with young people enjoying one last night out before the curfew came into force. From Wednesday, bars, cafes, restaurants, theatres and gyms will be closed. Secondary schools and universities must shift to online learning and the whole population should stay at home from 8 in the evening till 5 in the morning unless on their way to or from work. 
The measures have been introduced by Prime Minister Viktor Orban to try to slow soaring rates of infection. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Backchat. I'm Hugh Chivas and your co-host today is Karen Coe. Karen, good morning to you. Hi, good morning, Hugh. We're talking today about the future of the Legislative Council. There are widespread reports today that the National People's Congress Standing Committee will today make patriotism a legal requirement for Hong Kong lawmakers in a move that would pave the way to disqualify filibustering opposition legislators. Sources say the resolution will be revealed and endorsed by the MPSCSC today. Pan-democratic lawmakers on Monday threatened to resign en masse if Beijing moves to have any of them disqualified. Well, what do you make of the possible disqualifications? Uh, is Beijing hoping for a rubber stamp legislature? Email us with your thoughts. Our address is backchat at rthk.hk. You can leave a message on our Facebook page. That's backchat on RTHK Radio 3. And you can give us a call. And our number is 233-88266. is the number to call. Joining us for this first part of the programme, we have now Civic Party lawmaker uh, Alvin Young. And uh, we hope to be joined also by uh, Benson Wong, political scientist, uh, formerly of the uh, Baptist University. Once again, we want to hear from you. Backchat at rthk.hk is our email address. Uh, Alvin Young, good morning to you. Good morning. Um, it, it seems the, the, the reports are that the uh, MPCSC will make some requirement related to patriotism, which would pave the way for disqualification of legislators, uh, including yourself. Uh, what's your reaction to that, those reports, that news? Well, disqualifying sitting members is one thing, but imposing further restrictions or conditions on... Um, how you can serve or who can serve here at the legislature will have further and longer-term implications. And, of course, that is unhealthy, um, and that will not do Hong Kong any good in the parliament. Uh, What's the point about the sitting members, then? Uh, The speculation that uh, you, among others, will be disqualified. Uh, How would that be done? What would be the possible mechanism there? Um, I... Personally, I have absolutely no idea. I'm nowhere wiser than you are or any others. Uh, we all read from the reports of different media. Uh, nobody's telling us how is it going to be done. And in fact, it's not in our position to, uh, to make any guess uh, for them, because this is something unprecedented, uh, and not to mention this is something entirely uh, unreasonable and illogical. Uh, not to forget, it was the NPCSC who made a decision in August or July uh, to say that uh, because of the pandemic, that they will extend one year of the term. Uh, not that I agree with that, but that was the decision made a few months ago, and now they are flip-flopping and saying that, hang on, uh, we have a second thought. Well, it's up to them to explain to Hong Kong people. And um, Alvin Young, what about this idea of making pa- being patriotic a legal requirement? Is, it, is that something that's that is how would how would that be enforced? How would that be measured? Uh, I have no idea. But uh, as a lawyer, speaking as a lawyer, uh, I have I just do not know how they're going to make uh, somebody uh, make it a legal requirement to be patriotic in order to serve here at uh, the Legislative Council. Um, how are you going to measure it? Is there a standard? Uh, does it mean that you have to uh, 
uh, fulfill A, B, C, and D requirements? And what about if you are just uh, 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 who who be there to judge? A judge uh, uh, at the in the court or a returning officer? Or the president of Lanchco, or the chief executive, we do not know. And um, if you look around the world, uh, at least in the modern world, in the civilized societies, uh, have you seen any other countries that impose similar requirements? Well, I don't think so. The, the argument would be that uh, your filibustering and your repeated quorum calls have blocked the proper proper operation of the legislative council, uh, well, and therefore you've got to get rid of you. Well, we were dutifully upholding the basic law. It is the basic law that stipulates so clearly that uh, in order to make up the quorum, there has to be 35 people, half the number of the legislature, that is 35. And uh, considering that the probation camp legislators, they can easily make up more than half of that number. And who uh, failed the duty? Well, we have to ask that question. And even if, even if, a big if, uh, calling quorum bell was anywhere disturbing to anybody, what well, does it mean that they have to take up this such unproportion, disproportional measure um, to disqualify people? I, I do not know. Well, I mean, if the, if the, prop, if the proper... I mean, but we all know there, there are bills on waste management, all kinds of uh, ordinary, everyday issues, which have been uh, suspended for years now in, in, in the Legislative Council. There's, there's nothing happening in LegCo because of your actions, because of the actions of your allies. Well, hang on there. Uh, it's up to the government to decide on the agenda. Uh, they could easily withdraw any bill. And not to forget, regarding uh, waste um, and rubbish, um, it's, it was the probation camp people, legislators, who decided to end the discussion of the bill before the end of last term or before the end of summer. And they have to explain why. But, uh... uh, so, so it's not that we are... Uh, uh, blocking uh, uh, anything that is entirely constructive to, to the people. No. Um, and in fact, we are trying to uh, make sure the procedures are proper. Uh, yes, uh, perhaps some of our members uh, are more insist on calling quorum bell. And even if, as I mentioned a bit earlier, that is uh, causing some sort of uh, disturbance or discomfort to any members, uh, does it mean Beijing has to step in and impose such unreasonable standard on uh, legislature? Alvin, you know, I think the, the perception, especially in the public, is, um, you know, as you said, that the, the pan-democrats have created chaos in LegCo so that nothing gets done. Uh, do you think maybe there's a better way to manage that process? Well, I don't think we need to discuss that further anyway, because if Beijing's going to impose that the new standard on legislators, that means a few of, few of us will be removed and the rest of us um, will be gone. Um, then that is to say the probation camp will have the full legislature. Uh, also, the executive branch and the legislative branch will be fully under control of Beijing and they can demonstrate how are they going to improve Hong Kong. 
Okay, here's an email from Peter. If you could respond to this, Mr Young. Peter says, The pandemic's latest threat to resign on block triggered lots of Hong Kongers to petition the government on comments on social media platforms demanding that all pandems should be disqualified right away because they're sick and tired of their antics. By looking at the pandemic's record over the past two decades, one can see they've made no contribution to either the social nor the economic development of Hong Kong. Certainly it's a legislator's legitimate right to criticise the Hong Kong government and to oppose legislation. But it's obviously that this is the pandemic's only game. By opposing and filibustering any government proposal without presenting a viable alternative, they've turned LegCo into an anti-China drama performance platform, culminating in their backing of last year's violent anti-government protests and riots, openly petitioning foreign governments to interfere in Hong Kong and China's internal affairs, and even supporting sanctions and the uh, Hong Kong RDA introduced by the US with the sole aim to topple the Hong Kong government and harm China. Their actions are in stark contrast to the oath they took. Instead of working for Hong Kong and Chinese people in the nation, they represent the interests of a completely different entity. In most countries, this is called treason. That is from uh, Peter. Mr. Young? Well, I'm sure Peter will be glad <laughs> to see that there will be no opposition in the legislature in the very, very soon, in the foreseeable future. And does it mean it will do any good to Hong Kong? Well, I'm sure Peter will be one of those who will be cheering to that. But um, is that what a civilized society deserves? Well, Beijing should have the answer. Um, I, I think the reality is that um, the administration is looking forward to a future where there will not be any opposition at all. Uh, uh, given the disqualifications, given the gerrymandering, uh, given the removal of, of, of standing legislators, uh, I mean, LegCo would just be completely a uh, rubber stamp uh, organisation if all, all those if all those go through. Um, what ha what happens then? Is that the end of LegCo? Well, I do not have a crystal ball, um, but that seems to be. Uh, what Beijing and the administration prefers to see. Um, they wish to see no obstacles or no criticisms uh, from the institutions, uh, inside the institution, that is, of course, the legislature. Uh, does it mean that it's the end of legislature? Well, legislature will still be here. Uh, taxpayers will still have to pay for uh, uh, all the expenses incurred, but it will be a dysfunctional uh, uh, legislature. Well, it'll, there will be no it, check, proper check and balance. Well, won't it be? It'll be more like the colonial system, uh, with what amount to appointed members. Um, is that so bad? Maybe we well, should they, go back to colonial times. They would say there will still be elections, just that um, there will be disqualifications at the beginning. There will be, uh, as you said, uh, gerrymandering or uh, Great Bay area voting, and uh, to ensure that their preferred candidates will get elected and they will have mechanisms to disqualify um, members elect. Um, that is probably more drastic than what we had in the colonial days. And what would happen to parties like yours if that were the case? Uh, uh, we're still here. We still have uh, a few dozens of uh, district councillors serving Hong Kong people dutifully. And um, we'll still see how how opposition parties are going to survive. Um, it's still too soon to call. Uh, yeah, because I mean, you weren't even allowed to stand for the last uh, LegCo election, which of course has been, you know, not even held. Um, so, yeah, do you have any future? Can you see any future for the Civic Party? Uh, 
Well, we still have very talented young members here. Um, I cannot rule out any possibility that they will still try to stand in future elections, if, if any. Um, and uh, again, we have uh, 30-odd district council members. They are working and serving Hong Kong people on a daily basis. Okay. Well, uh, Alvin Young, uh, Civic Party lawmaker, thanks for, for joining Thank us you. this morning. Uh, also with us is uh, Benson Wong, as I said, political scientist, former assistant professor at the Department of Government and International Studies at the Baptist University. Mr Wong, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Thanks, thanks for, jo- for joining us. Uh, so, as I say, there, there are reports that the Standing Committee is going to make some, uh, either an interpretation of Article 104 or, or in some way... Uh, make some guidelines uh, in relation to that. That's, that concerns the oath and, and, and who's qualified to serve uh, in, uh, in, in Hong Kong. Uh, perhaps this will invoke uh, patriotism and uh, uh, Deng Xiaoping's uh, uh, idea that uh, patriots should be, should be running Hong Kong. Um, as I say, it's a little bit hazy at the moment. Perhaps that's expected to come out today. Uh, what do you make of those reports? What do you make of the, the implications for the Legislative Council? Um, before addressing your question, it is important for us to understand the current political uh, situation and atmosphere that, especially the current administration and also the pan-democrats are facing. Uh, actually, be- uh, despite the fact that uh, the legislative council continue his administration in the coming year, but still they still need to face how to deal with the troubles brought by the pan-democrats. That trouble may not be affect the administration after all, but the point is um, the government wants to create a, a, a perception towards the public saying that, okay, we are, we are controlling everything and we totally did not allow any chaotic situation appears over the chamber, over the council. So uh, also, I do believe the Beijing authority share the same fraud. Uh, so that's the reason why in the past, maybe starting from August, some pro-Beijing lawmakers also ever claim that there are four Mexico members who actually had wanted the basic law, the basic principle that they are supposed to be disqualified, but turn out they uh, they were a- they are able to continue to his uh, surfing in, in, in this year. But the point is maybe uh, the situation uh, that uh, the both the Beijing and Hong Kong uh, governments cannot tolerate those members using the bully buster and also the a number of ways to express uh, a kind of resistance. So in other words, in the eyes of the uh, SL government as well as the Beijing authorities, no any resistance scenes and also uh, picture to be shown over the media. So that's the reason why uh, there's a rumor from Beijing authority that the, the four possible members will be disqualified in the future uh, through the institutional means. Hmm. Uh, is this an initiative from, from Beijing or from Carrie Lam? Um, Beijing, I do believe, because actually Carrie Lam has no so-called de facto power or real power to manage uh, Hong Kong, I can say. But this is actually Beijing wants to keep the stability at a very important concern, perhaps a very dominating aspect. So that's the reason why um, there's rumours, it's quite common to starting 
the initiative uh, start using the probation media? Um, so, Benson Wong, I mean, does Beijing actually care that uh, Hong Kong business, Hong Kong matters are not getting decided? Or is this really just it's a political threat and we want to get rid of anyone who doesn't support uh, Beijing? Um, my observation is that uh, from the eyes of Beijing authorities, uh, for us, uh, at least this is the Beijing authority ensure that stability is a only aspect that uh, the SL government or even the Hong Kongs can be in place. So council is a very important battlefield in the eyes of the Beijing authorities. Uh, so as I mentioned, they actually don't tolerate any size or even any actions showing a kind of resistance. That's what I mentioned in the past. And but but the point is when when you talk about oh whether the page of authority also concerned about the uh, like rule of law or even whether uh, the institution can be working in the moral in, in the moral way may may not be this is may not be the key concern of the Beijing authority especially Hong Kong question has been a part of the um, I can say a kind of containment the global containment of the uh, PRC at that moment so Beijing authority in some ways some people would say they, they take a very radical perspective to see Hong Kong questions and adopt a very uh, radical, perhaps really progressive approach towards the eliminations of pan-democratic elements within the council, which is the first step that the Beijing government wants to do. And do you think that the Beijing government just wants to eliminate pan-democrats entirely in Hong Kong? Um, pan-democrat in some way is only a window dressing purpose. Uh, in other words, maybe they just only choose four of them. Because that's two or four of them, uh, they will regard, oh, they know about the law because they come from civic, uh, civic, civic parties, that they know how to play the games of uh, resistance in such a way within the council. Um, so that's four people or four uh, LESCO members in some way is kind of demonstrating impact to be in praise to the public as well as to the international society saying that oh, the, our basic authority can exercise, can manip- manipulate the council in such a way that uh, you, 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 you should not think that the council can do something to stop or even try to disrupt the uh, government administration or the passing of the bill endorsed by the government. Uh, you know, you look at the bigger picture and it's, it's pretty clear there is some kind of crackdown, uh, or whatever you want to call it, from, from Beijing on, on Hong Kong. And that incorporates legislative council, that incorporates the media, uh, that incorporates uh, education, um, you know, specifically in the national security legislation and so on. Many, many fields. Uh, 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 Beijing feels that it lost control uh, last year during the, the, during the demonstrations and it wants to uh, reassert uh, its its power and its uh, control over the the SAR. I think that's a statement of the, of the facts of the, yeah. of the reality. Um, do you blame them? I mean, things got out of control, didn't they? And now they've got to take it back. Um, all control may turn out to be some um, maybe some uh, side effects, or even maybe some kinds of. Uh, 
a response from the public may not be decided, may not be the expectations of the Beijing authorities. Yeah, it might be tough. There might there will be some, um, you know, crying. But um, there you go. So it's, it's got to be done. Is yeah. Beijing's perspective. Yeah, but but at least Beijing can be doing what the authorities can be doing at the current uh, established uh, procedures, or even the channel, or even the number of ways. Why? 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 Um, the point is, of course, uh, because Hong Kong... They just change the rules. They, they can make... Well, either they could not follow the rules, uh, or they could just rewrite the rules. That's what the NPC is there to do. We interpreted the rules as well, that uh, how to deal with this for uh, possible DQ member would be good examples to see... Um, uh, how uh, the Beijing can we interpret the law in such a way that to favorable his positions. And also, uh, revert the law, um, I don't think, right, it can be, it will be, it can be doing at current stage, but I don't know in the future when all the uh, administrative committees or even the um, consultative committee that uh, they are able to rewrite all the things that uh, the outs- people outside cannot control, cannot manage. Given, given there is this crackdown, how do you think Hong Kong people feel? I mean, maybe different people feel different ways. Tell us about that. Mm. What do you think is the reaction? Uh, you know, how are Hong Kong people feeling? It's, everything is kind of, kind of muted and sort of masked at the moment, isn't it? Literally by, the, by, by, by COVID. When that ends, what kind of Hong Kong are we going to see? Um, maybe there are two different views. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people still insist on uh, things normal, nothing happened. But at the same time, they plan move to abroad or even I know mm. a number of friends or even the relatives uh, thinking about how to move abroad in the next few months or even the next year. But because of the uh, pandemic, that their own plan may not be changeable in that, at this stage. Uh, it kind of very contradictory uh, manner or even attitude towards uh, Hong Kong. And other aspect, of course, is some people, they cannot live. Uh, they are not able to live because of maybe the economic concern or even they still love Hong Kong. So uh, maybe at this stage, uh, people will regard this as nowhere uh, bit of the whole uh, things that they learn how to protect themselves. But at the same time, their mentality or resistance uh, still keep in our inner mind that waiting for the opportunity in the future to reiterate again. Do you think that opportunity is going to come? I mean, as uh, you know, the pandemic has gone, has rolled out this year, the laws are and people don't want to go to jail. People don't want to, um, you know, suffer those kinds of consequences, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um... But of course, I think people go to jail or even go to um, being punished, okay, using the term. Uh, people may also think about why they are being punished, not only about the results. Just like how to deal with the social workers or the, the ex-social workers, and also how the, the authority deal with the protester using the um, so-called uh, judicial uh, procedure in a legal way, but in fact, uh, the government just wants to uh, get the result that it expected. So the, 
the the understanding of the whole thing is not about oh those people who participate or even who are involved in the protests or even the demonstration that deserve to be punished, that they deserve to go to jail. But the point is, people can see the whole procedure that how like the political violence or even how、uh, the government using the administrative means to try to intervene the results that all Hong Kong people are.、Uh, Witnessing what's happened and、um, the consequences of、uh, engaging in the demonstrations or even the protests, in some way, maybe they maybe they they have figured out those kinds of possible consequences. Yeah, and maybe they think it's not worth it, and they're they're going to change their minds. Yeah, or they maybe they won't change their minds; they'll just suffer in silence. And and in the meantime. Nobody has faith in the government because the government doesn't represent people. Yeah, that's just what、um, long, long time ago when I was studying the Ian Scott, <laughs> the legitimacy, okay, legitimacy、uh, crisis. But right now, it's not only legitimate crisis,、uh, and also、um, I will I will I will try to conceptualize the whole thing in three ways: the moralization, the deinstitutionalization, and destabilize destabilize. In other words, they, the government are facing three D crisis, three crisis. That the government have no intention, have no capacity, have no、uh, any way how to address them.、Uh, the Greater Bay Area, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but、uh, the other opportunities、uh, in the Greater Bay Area.、Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> Especially、uh, in case we do believe the agenda of the Beijing authority is dominant is everything, and it's much better to keep things. Under his control, and I don't see any possibilities that that change from the government, change from the top leaders, or even change from the administration would be in place. But、uh, from one aspect, the worsening scene is yet to be known. All right. Well, Benson, well, thank you very much indeed for for joining us, a, a political、okay. scientist.、Uh, Andrew Lang is going to be joining us after the news at nine. We want to hear from you. Backchat at rthk.hk is our email address. And the weather forecast before the news now at nine. It's going to be mainly fine, dry,、uh, with a maximum temperature today of twenty-six degrees. The outlook fine and dry on Thursday, slightly cooler in the morning and at night. There's a red fire danger warning. Twenty-two degrees now. Humidity is at sixty-three percent. Coronavirus was found in the animals. Prime Minister Meta Friedrichsen apologised in Parliament. The government had warned the effectiveness of any future vaccine could be affected by the mutation. Meanwhile, more than 15,000 mink in the United States have died of the coronavirus since August, and authorities are keeping about a dozen farms under quarantine while they investigate the cases. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back, back chat this Wednesday morning with Karen Co and me, Hugh Chivers, and we're talking about the、uh, future of the、uh, Legislative Council.、Uh, we have with us,、uh, we're joined now by Andrew Lung, international and independent China strategist, former Director General of、uh, Social Welfare, and、uh, I don't know if Benson Wong can stay on or if he's. Got other things.、Uh, we'll, we'll see if he, he was joining us in the first part of the program、uh, as well.、Uh, we want to hear from you, of course. You can email back chat at rthk dot hk,、uh, or you can、uh, just give us a call, and our number is two three three eight eight two six six two three three eight eight two six six. We look forward to hearing from you. Okay,、uh, some uh, emails. Uh, Maxine says,、uh, given that the pan democrats constantly kept Legco in purgatory these past couple of years. 
Can you blame Beijing for wanting to get rid of a few of them? The Pan-Democrats complained about the national security law being bad, but since the law passed, streets are calm and safe. No street cleaners have been killed by flying bricks thrown by rioters. Have, had Beijing not intervened, the Pan-Democrats would have kept us living in fear. And Herman says, uh, it looks like Alvin Young, Dennis Kwok, Kwok Kaki and Kenneth Leung could lose their LegCo seats. And Dennis Kwok predictably declared that China cannot tolerate dissent and Democrats. Did Dennis even consider the possibility he and those legislators are getting tossed out because they accomplished nothing other than wasting taxpayer money, grandstanding and filibustering? Or that Beijing might actually not mind having a sincere bona fide opposition instead of one that automatically opposes anything the government does? without offering an actual viable options because it is less intellectually taxing than formulating considered intelligent alternatives to government policies and proposals. Uh, and uh, this is from one uh, who says, So the day of reckoning is dawning on the filibustering lawmakers. Uh, in fact, unsung heroes such as street cleaners are more committed to their jobs and their service to the public than these jokers called lawmakers. During last year's riots, 11,900 street cleaners had to clean up broken glass, burned out rubbish bins and more left behind by protesters and rioters. They and many Hong Kong people have been struggling with all the hardships caused by the riots, which drove away customers and shattered businesses in shopping malls and other places. The tax money saved by disqualifying those lazy, good-for-nothing lawmakers could be reallocated to compensate the unsung heroes of Hong Kong who truly serve the public. Right, and we have a comment on our Facebook page as well. The Facebook page is Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. A comment from TC. He says, first, while the position that filibustering is, in quotes, violating their oaths of office is interesting, I don't hold much illusion about the establishment. But doesn't this show the pan-Democrats who accepted the NPCSC's appointment to be either naive or lacking principles? More importantly, not only the optics of the pan-Democrats' intention to resign en masse to be terrible, it made their criticism of Yuck Meng Wong's call to resign over Article 23 in 2003, as well as that of the five-area referendum in 2010, to be very hypocritical. Sherman, in an email, says, Very sorry to learn that the four or even more legislators might be disqualified for dishonouring their oath and violating the basic law. I have found a new suggestion for their post-Legico careers. Three former members of Demosisto have founded a YouTube channel that explores sex-related topics. One of them, District Councillor Tiffany Yun, explained that politics and intimate relationships are intricately linked. She's busy juggling her role as a politician and sex activist, and this is uh, earning her clicks, fans and certainly some good income and political capital. Times are hard and people turn tricks. And there's a link to a story in the Hong Kong Free Press uh, about this. Uh, Sherman says it might be a golden opportunity for some of these soon-to-be-disqualified politicians to follow suit to widen their fan base. Uh, and uh, Alan says, Backchat, it seems that every week there's a new step into turning Hong Kong into a one-party police state. Every possible way of expressing a political opinion, of criticising any action or policy, is being neutered or made illegal. LegCo has been gerrymandered since 1997 to give government control through the functional constituencies despite their own popularity. When even that was obviously enough to retain control, elections were cancelled. The government does not allow any opposition member to propose legislation. The only power they have is to filibuster. Now that is being taken away. Really, just declare a monarchy. She is emperor. Carrie is his governor. 
Everything that made Hong Kong different is being demonized and stamped out. Hong Kong was created for international trade, a place safe from the heavy hand of Peking. Just forget about that in the future. The youth of Hong Kong will either fight back in increasingly destructive ways or emigrate. That comes from Alan. Uh, we're joined, as I say, by uh, Andrew Lung. Uh, Mr Lung, good morning to you. Good morning. Thanks so much indeed for, for, for joining us. Uh, so there's uh, this uh, speculation, and, and I guess a bit more than speculation, sources say, um, that the MPCSE will, will make this decision, uh, which will affect uh, LegCo. Is, 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 the, is the game plan here to, to get the Democrats, have no more Democrats in, in LegCo, do you think? quite uh, a draconian scenario um, but let's face it uh, Beijing has uh, been again pushed into a corner uh, as in the case of the um, 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 almost inevitable introduction of the national security law um, because um, what the uh, naturally filibustering is, is, um, uh, happens in most the, the legislatures around the world um, is perfectly legal but on the other hand it has been weaponized um, by the pandemograms and the whole, the whole um, uh, let's go to a halt and in fact the whole governance uh, of Hong Kong. Um, if you look at what um, uh, the, the kind of uh, uh, head counting and, 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 and various types of tactics, uh, they've got nothing to do with the subject at hand and what they seem to be, to be is, 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 uh, doing is, is actually use this uh, kind of um, uh, method um, to seize power. Um, now, uh, people would say, well, uh, that's because um, Hong Kong has not introduced um, universal suffrage. But let's not forget that, that under the basic law, uh, universal suffrage package was put on the table, but it was rejected. So um, it's just like, um, uh, obviously, uh, as I said, filibustering is perfectly legal. It's just like a knife. You can use the cut an apple, but you also use it for some other purposes. But but isn't so, isn't that Hong Kong's problem to solve, not Beijing's problem to solve? Well, I think that uh, Beijing, uh, since the the, the last year's um, um, uh, riotous protests and 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 with the total breakdown of law and order, um, which led to the introduction of the national security law, uh, I think Beijing is 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 uh, is much you know, sort of um, uh, cleared eyes about what's happening in Hong Kong. Um, obviously, uh, what uh, 20 these, years, uh, Hong so, Kong was left yeah. uh, on its own. But then um, the, the whole uh, Hong Kong, uh, the young people, the whole generation has been lost. They've got no sense of nationhood, um, and they've forgotten about the one country. Um, and so what Beijing is doing is, is really uh, put things back um, on the table and redefined uh, what one country, two systems actually means. Actually, um, I was coming across this very interesting uh, remarks by um, Deng Xiaoping when he first introduced the idea of one country, two systems. It was on record. They said, well, Beijing doesn't want, doesn't expect the Hong Kong people to embrace communism. Uh, there is no need for that. But then Beijing um, want uh, the Hong Kong people uh, to love uh, the country and to love Hong Kong. They don't, they, they don't need to um, um, uh, 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 favor uh, communism or socialism. 
So I think that that's the that's a very tail-telling uh, kind of criteria. I think it's likely to be used uh, in Beijing in this kind of instance to define uh, what legislators should be expected, uh, what what was expected of the legislators uh, under both the basic law, um, and, uh, you know, because they're, they're swearing not only allegiance to the Hong Kong as they are, but they're swearing allegiance to their duties. As legislators, you can you can you can look at the um, uh, the, uh, the relevant article, yeah. uh, Article One Hundred Four. But this this reminds me of those the, the comments were made recently by um, Carrie Lam and others saying you know that the national security legislation has brought peace to the streets of Hong Kong. We heard that echoed in some of the some of the uh, uh, emails that we we, we read out. Uh, but then you say, well, you might say, well, but look at National Day. We had six thousand armed police on the streets. Of course there was peace, and, um, you know, you can extend that in general to Hong Kong if you, you can introduce those measures which you said were arguably, um, you know, draconian. You introduced draconian measures and restrictions on the legislative council, on the media, on in education and uh, other fields and so on, uh, and then you declare victory. But is that a victory? Is that peace? Is that success? Yeah, well, I think that some people would point to... Uh um, the filibustering uh, in the United States and say, well, that's happening, that's what's happening in a, in a democracy. But let's not, not forget... Well, no, the, the, point, the point would be, surely, with the, with, the, with the filibustering is that we have a mechanism for replacing uh, legislators and it's called yeah, an election. So you put it up for an election. If people choose those legislators, then it's a, it's a message of support from the people. That's what, exactly what the uh, what yeah, elections yeah, yeah, well, are for. Well, 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 my explanation here. Mm, okay. um, uh, uh, the analogy is that, oh, okay, well, that's what's happening in the United States. And I'm talking about the use of filibustering, uh, which is a legitimate uh, kind of tactic. But one doesn't uh, uh, seem to, to, to forget that um, uh, even though the whole um, parliament, uh, the, the whole Congress has been um, uh, grinding to a halt, um, the president of the United States has a very, very powerful weapon in the, in the form of executive orders. Unfortunately, uh, to get things done using executive orders, unfortunately, we do not have this kind of luxury. But, but the president also doesn't try to disqualify the entire opposition. Well, I don't know. I mean, um, I hope not. Um, but I think that uh, I, I can see that um, what's likely to happen is it this afternoon that the um, uh, have, have to uh, at least they're, they're going to talk about it um, is to define uh, what is meant by allegiance, uh, what is uh, expected of legislators uh, who swore uh, their uh, allegiance and take an oath um, in, 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 in Hong Kong in the legislature. Uh, what, 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 what does it mean? Um, as I said, for example, um, what, what does uh, allegiance to his duties know what duties uh, mean? Um, a useful example is that if both uh, political parties, both the uh, pandemographs and the establishment, are, are, are sort of weaponizing the filibustering, I mean the, the, the whole thing would be the whole legislature would be would, 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 would be a, would be like a circus. So I think obviously this is not going um, to work like that. So I think that Beijing is trying to define the rules. Um, having defined the rules, I think the chances are that they will leave it to Hong Kong. Um, to follow the rules and see um, and make a take a decision uh, whether certain legislators yeah, I mean, that uh, have complied yeah. um, and, and even uh, leaving it to the Hong Kong's um, 
uh, judiciary. Um, okay, uh, and Beijing is doubling down in this way. Is it going to work? Is it going to work? Are, are Hong Kong people going to um, swallow it? As I said, I mean, the, uh, uh, Beijing has no choice because they're, they're, they're seeing that... Well, it does, uh, because it's it... Being, it's being... No, 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 there is... The whole Hong okay. Kong, the whole governance to a whole. Okay, the argument would be that there is, there is a choice. You could, you could change the administration uh, for a start well, in, in, in Hong <laughs> Kong. You could, you could give concessions, I mean, in the form of... Well, of, as I said, You, I mean, you that, have that, someone more like a Bernard Chan kind of character. You, you, well, you, you have an inquiry, that, you, you give a little ground, and then you tighten up in some areas. You know, there are other ways to do it. Uh, uh, it well, it's the, not, this is not the only option. Well, the, the, per, the, 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 the legitimate, the, the, the proper way to do it is to introduce universal suffrage um, under the basic law, um, subject to screening of the candidates. But that's the, in the basic law, you know, subject to, to, to an election committee. Um, but, but then that's rejected. But, uh, or, you know, or you could bring in the PLA. I mean, there's... there's, well, there's I mean, no, I'm I just saying there's all, there's all kinds of alternatives. <laughs> that, that, you don't, there's well, no point in pretending... The there's no point in pretending that, this is the only possible course of action interest. for Beijing. I don't think it would be in, be in Beijing's interest to turn Hong Kong sure. into another Shanghai, as I said. Sure, mm. I'm, but I'm saying there's a range of things that, that uh, Beijing could do, soft and hard, and they've, they've chosen this particular path, but you can't claim that this is the only way. And anything goes. I mean, if you go to that sort of extreme, but I think that um, I do believe that Beijing wants Hong Kong to succeed, but not in such a way as to um, uh, undermine the the, the 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 one country or the national security. Okay, uh, an email from Tom, uh, who says, people make high-minded comments about the rights of the pandems as if the pandems were not supporting a violent rebellion that trashed LegCo last year and was burning police stations and wanted to overthrow the government. Many yellow camp politicians have appeared on Backchat and made very clear their only political stance is to oppose the government. Meanwhile, the country does need to function does need to function, and new laws need to be passed, don't they? Hong Kong appears to have something like a failed state government, and China will assert control one way or another, won't they? Does anyone have a plan? That comes uh, from Tom. Benson Wong? Yes. Um, very interesting remarks from some of the our, you know, audience about the criticism of pan-democrats, uh, especially what they have done or they're doing. Of course, if they can choose to move to North Korea and also China, I think their worries, their fear, or their their about the chaos or even disturbance will be eliminated. But uh, looking back of what uh, to possible possible next member to be disqualified, I can get a feeling that once the when the information released, the news released to the public, uh, the public tend to think that, oh, that what you deserve, that what you deserve. You are supposed to expect the final result that how Beijing authority or even SL authority deal with them. Mm. All right. uh, okay. Yeah, um, we have another comment on our Facebook page from Lama Matthew. Uh, he says, I had initially favoured pan-democrats continuing in LegCo despite the obvious indications that it was becoming or had already become a sham legislative organ modelled on the National People's Congress. However, it's now clear beyond any doubt that this is what Beijing is doing and that the LegCo members who choose, choose to remain and those of us who thought this was a good idea were fooled. Before long, we will only have LegCo members 
members who are blindly loyal to the one-party dictatorship and no genuine opposition, yet be told that it is an independent legislature somehow separated from the CCP, much like the argument we heard from NPC Delegate Whitman Hung earlier this week on Backchat. It's now time for the remaining pan-Democrats to stand up and leave, then join together to demand a new LegCo election now based on the terms acceptable to Hong Kong people. Uh, Andrew Leung, uh, if all the Democrats leave and are not allowed back into uh, LegCo, won't it amount to a rubber stamp from now henceforth? Well, in fact, if you look at um, uh, go back a a couple of months ago, um, quite a number of the legislators were disqualified, but they were allowed Mm. in by Beijing. And then um, the Disqualified from standing in the, in the next election. Not to go back in. And now that most of them have gone back in, but then they're behaving in such a way as, again, rocking the boat um, or, or, or pushing the envelope uh, to the extreme. So I think that that's what's happening. I think if the um, pandemicrists are uh, uh, um, uh, um, uh, clearer-eyed um, about the realities on the ground, um, they should, of course, um, uh, wait for the next election. There's going to be another... Uh, let's go election um, uh, next year. You um, think? You think? But also, but also, <laughs> yeah, but, but, also, um, um, uh, but they're not allowed for, to stand. They won't be allowed to stand. For the res- re- resurrection of the original package, which was rejected, yeah. of universal suffrage. But, Even though that's not democratic, but it's still, um, you know, Hong Kong people would have one man, one vote. That, I nope. mean, that, that's quite different okay. from what is the, uh, the situation now. But they won't be allowed to stand in the next election. They would not be what? They won't be allowed to stand in the next election. They weren't allowed to stand in the, the planned election. The candidates well, at least there are a number of candidates for, for, for all of Hong Kong to cast their vote. But that's quite different from what is now. Uh, by only 1,200... Uh, 1, no, um, I'm not talking about the, the, I'm not talking about the chief executive. I'm talking about the legislative council. So you've got to take one step at a time, mm. I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you just can't jump you know, from <laughs> to, to the extreme all at one go. That's what's happening. Yeah, okay. That's what's led, in the, let's, let's... led to the uh, introduction mm. of the national security law. That's what is leading into what's happening now. Mm. But, I, but I, I mean, it's hard to believe that Beijing is not... An, and, you know, Beijing has representatives in Hong Kong who surely understand the temperature, the political temperature, and what people in Hong Kong want. Um, it can't be that difficult for them to come up with a better solution than just trying to eliminate Democrats from leg- the legislature, uh, introducing things like, you know, mandatory patriotism, whatever that means. They're, it's hard to believe that they can't be more intelligent and creative about this process. Well, I think that Beijing, uh, previously, uh, when, when, when Beijing, uh, you know, so had, uh, adopting a completely hands-off situation, that may be true. I mean, they, they didn't know how Hong, you know, how Hong Kong really worked yeah, during the first maybe 10 years or, or so uh, after the handover. But now, you know, after, after all this, They've they've got uh, a a robust establishment in Hong Kong, uh, watching uh, not only the the, the whole situation, but the politics of it. Um, And then there are so many representatives uh, on the national, uh, the People's National Congress. Um, I don't think that Beijing is living in an ivory tower. They're extremely (laughs) clear-eyed about Hong Kong. But then, of course, um, like so many things in life. Um, okay, well, 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 let's let's be clear-eyed. Yeah, that's good. That's that's a virtue. I mean, you, there are no more leg, the legis, there are no more Democrats in Legco, 
um, the government, uh, you know, moves ahead uh, with, you know, these measures in, in, as I say, these various fields. And then what does Hong Kong look like? Is this... Well, I think that, well, let, 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 let's take it one step at a time. I don't think that um, as far as the, uh, uh, the facts go, um, I don't think Beijing is going to disqualify everybody. All right. I mean, it's only disqualifying about four, but it is up to the. the, the well, it disqualified. Uh, what to do? No, no. So they have taken a decision uh, well, to resign on mass. No, okay. So but, it's their decision. Yeah, but no civic party members were allowed to even stand at the at the, uh, the last election. Well, the, the plans for the last election. Who have been disqualified naturally will not be allowed to. But there are others. Yeah, you know, there, there are there are lots of other. Uh, no, 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 no. The candidates, the candidates. No, I'm referring to the candidature of the Civic Party for the for the elections, which were due to happen. Um, was it this month, uh, November, uh, which have been postponed? Uh, the, no yeah. Civic Party member was uh, was uh, was uh, admitted by the returning officers. They were not allowed to stand. Yeah, but, but, but those those who were disqualified would not be allowed to stand. But that, that, that not everybody had, uh, were, were disqualified. Well, all the le- all, all the civic party members were. Well, all the I civic think, party candidates that, were. Well, I think that, as I said, that there's going to be another election. You know, after the, the next year. No, let's be clear-eyed about this. They were not allowed to stand. They will not be allowed to stand at the next election, and uh, that the, the, there's a very likely prospect that there won't be any legislators at all in, in Legco. I mean, any, any demo- pandemic legislation. I don't see why those who have not been disqualified, you know, are debarred um, uh, automatically from, 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 from standing for election. Well, tell that to the returning officers. <laughs> well, I mean, the, 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 that's why they're, they're disqualified. You know, if they're disqualified, they're disqualified. No, disqualified from standing, they're not even allowed to stand. No, I think that they'll be disqualified um, uh, as a legislature, uh, legislature, uh, legislator. Um, well, you've got both. Basic law. And then once you're disqualified, um, you know, sort of a couple of months later, they, they can't be allowed to go back in again. That's the, that's the reason. But then the whole election becomes a sham. Well, not necessarily. You have other candidates. <laughs> Okay, uh, TC on Facebook says, if the pandemic, uh, responding to uh, Tom's comment, says, if the pandemocrats' opposition tactics were working, there wouldn't be a need for protesters to storm into LegCo on the 30th of June 2019, as well as engaging in radical tactics for the rest of 2019. The protesters essentially undercut the traditional pandemocrats' leadership role in opposition. These two groups are at most reluctant allies. You're entitled to your opinion, but not your own facts, Tom. That comes uh, from uh, TC. Sam says, dear Backchat, oops, the pandems have suddenly realised that they've shot themselves in the foot. Now, what does this Alvin Young say of future behaviour? This is what happens when one follows a hidden agenda of the old guard that caused to mislead. Forget the basic law for a moment. Looks like members of the pandems, localization, demosisto, have missed the bus to lead Hong Kong into the future. It will be pertinent for Alvin to question Paul Chan in Legco and find out who spent or how much incurred to repair the destruction to the LegCo and elsewhere by the protesting and hooligans. This will be better served than filibustering. 
Uh, now there are all to see the dark side of democracy transition without concession being played out. Also, need to remember, taking an oath is a sacred act. That's from uh, Sam. G says, if all legislators, including FC legislators, turned up in the LegCo chamber, there would be no opportunity for quorum counts. Why not DQ those who don't attend on a regular basis? That comes uh, from G. Uh, MT says, this measure uh, has come about because the Legislative Council has failed to function. The opposition has successfully been a blockage, but has never projected any ways forward or any vision on how they see Hong Kong. LegCo is a city council and needs to be allowed to make the city a better place to live in. And uh, Andrew Kay says, Personally, I trust the government to make the right decisions without any interference by pan-democrat leeches. That comes uh, from Andrew Kay. Um, ben, Benson Wong, given what, what the very uh, wide range of views are and what we know is happening, is there a way to fix LegCo? Um... <laughs> Regarding the real different, quite diverse, quite contrasting views about uh, the roles of the opposition parties or even. But actually, there's no opposition party. Opposition, opposition for is much more appropriate, or even pan-democrat within the council. Um, if we look at what, for, since 1997 to, uh, to right now, and pan-democrat actually is not actually very dominating According to the number of seats within the council, because of uh, in terms of voting, we do know that there's kind of a split voting uh, in some cases, and I don't know why some pro-government supporter make a very serious mistakes, factual mistakes, uh, looking like uh, the pan-democrat or opposition power force look like a monster manipulating everything, chaosing everything. Uh, which is really terrible to me. Okay, the second aspect is um, just what I, I I learned from two possible disqualified member over the telephone conversations. My primary impression is that um, they still think about oh. The government still observe the regulation, observe uh, the law, and their rights will be protected. But the point is, right now, this is a political questions, not institutional or constitutional questions that we can resolve through the rational uh, or even the established institutionalized means. So the, the, the fundamental aspects of this problem is the misjudgment to me. It's a misjudgment of the pan-democrats in face of that, this current critical political situation. Well, uh, one more comment. This is from Alan who says, Backchat, your guest is blathering about how it will all be good after the next election. Yes, after the government has disqualified everyone who might be a troublemaker from standing after they've enfranchised a million voters living in the GBA. No one in Hong Kong or outside will respect such a pantomime government. That comes uh, from uh, Alan. Uh, Andrew Lang, here's a really simple, clear-eyed question. Is this going to work? Is this, uh, is this what you say Beijing has no choice? W will it work? Will Hong Kong do what Beijing wants? I th well, I think the crux of the matter is that there is a lack of... Um, it's the feeling of lack of empowerment uh, on the part of the pandemograms. They, 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 they see that, that, there, that if there is a majority um, uh, by the establishment um, camp, and then they, they, they feel they are, they are not empowered in the legislative council and they want to seize power. But on the other hand, the proper way to do this is through 
Um, firstly, uh, elections uh, in, the le- in the legislative council, the next election, the legislative council, but also through the introduction of one man, one vote, even though the original formula is not democratic, but at least it is under the basic law. So one step at a time. And, and, and if they get elected you know, uh, by following um, uh, this uh, original package, you know, they could be empowered. They could be more empowered in the legislature. That's the proper way to do it. But now they're wep- weaponizing everything uh, and try to hold Beijing to ransom. I don't think Beijing is likely to, 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 to give in. Okay, well, Andrew Lang, thanks for joining us. International and independent China strategist, former Director General of Social Welfare. And Benson Wong, political scientist, former assistant professor at uh, the Baptist University Department of Government and International Studies. Karen, thank you very much indeed for thank joining you, us Hugh. this morning. Uh, back at 8.30 on uh, Thursday. Uh, the weather mainly fine, dry. Temperatures around 26 degrees today. Fine and dry on Thursday. Slightly cooler in the morning and at night, becoming cloudy on Friday. And then a couple of light rain patches at the the weekend 22 degrees at the moment the relative humidity is at 65 percent digital tv broadcasting will be fully implemented soon tell your friends and relatives quickly from december 1st analog tv sets won't be able to receive free tv channels act quickly to add a set top box or switch to a digital tv set Eligible households in need can apply for the Community Care Fund Digital Television Assistance Program. Call 2922-9230 to learn more. 933, the news with Samantha Butler. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung says he believes media reports that Beijing may interpret and deliver a ruling today on the basic law, following rumours it wants to oust at least four pro-democracy lawmakers. The rest of the pan-democrats in LegCo have vowed to resign en masse if any of them are unseated. Mr Chung said it would be unhealthy for Hong Kong to have no opposition voices in LegCo. The Brazilian drug regulator has defended the suspension of a Chinese coronavirus vaccine trial after it emerged that the death of a participant had been by suicide. Unvisa had halted the trial on safety concerns, leading President Jair Bolsonaro, who's repeatedly criticized the vaccine, to declare it as a victory. And Joe Biden, the man elected to be the next president of the United States, says nothing can stop the transfer of power. A week after Americans voted, Mr. Biden has been continuing to build his administration. He said President Trump's refusal to concede defeat was an embarrassment that would reflect poorly on his legacy. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. It's time right now on Radio 3 to say good morning to Phil Whelan and his guests on The Morning Brew. Hello. 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 You're not too bad at all. Good morning. You really are Scottish. Hello. You never Facebook chat with me? Good morning. He's got the Tom and Jerry type violence. It's a great experience if you just want to get a bit of zing. On your radio and live online, this is The Morning Brew. Good morning to you and welcome to Wednesday. Morning Brew, back again for more. Quite a few people for you to meet today, so let's get cracking. Tomorrow, Mark.